I refer to it as the emotional stock market, but there is another term for it. It's called breadcrumbing. So what does the emotional stock market and breadcrumbing have to do with borderline personality disorder? Welcome to podcast number 42 of My Inner Torch. Well, they have terms for everything. I'm sure you understand that by now, and I seem to glom on to those terms. But breadcrumbing and the emotional stock market, I think, are one of the same. And it's very interesting because narcissists and borderlines use breadcrumbing. They use the emotional stock market. One minute your stock is up, then they detach, they devalue, they see things in black and white. But the breadcrumbing is an interesting thing. And it's it's what I think catches us a lot in the web. This, this web, this mask, this dysfunctional relationship, to call it what it really is. Breadcrumbing is when a narcissist and or borderline uh, basically throws you a bone, gives you just a glimmer of hope, shows you what it was like when they were wearing their mask, what it was like when they were love bombing you. And for a moment you think, wow, I think they're coming back. Or you think, wow, it's so nice to see them this way. You know, they may actually be nice to you. They may do something for you. They may compliment you. They may be loving towards you. And all of a sudden, that rush comes back to you, that rush that you remember from perhaps months ago, years ago, weeks ago, depending on how much of a tenure you have in your relationship with your borderline. And you think, wow, everything's going to come back. It's, it's, it's coming back. It's kind of almost like hoovering. But hoovering is when a narcissist or a borderline leaves the relationship and then kind of sucks you back in. That's why they call it hoovering. You know, they may leave and then they come back. That's the emotional yo-yo. That's my little terminology for it. But the emotional stock market is much like when they may show some type of positivity. They may step out of their skin for just a brief moment and make you feel like, you know what? I remember those days. And it kind of takes your guard down. It also kind of rips the band-aid off of the wounds that you may be working on healing. Because remember, you know, why do we have to invest our happiness in this relationship? Why do we give the lease of our happiness to somebody who is essentially abusing us? Why is our happiness contingent? Why do we allow the borderline or the narcissist to breadcrumb us? to give us an emotional stock value all of a sudden and make us feel good again, make us feel like things are kind of going back to normal when of course they aren't. So it's a masquerade. Don't fall for it. But breadcrumbing is a term. Look it up and you will see that it's exactly the way that I just described it. You'll find yourself kind of picking up those little morsels of respect, those morsels of love and just, just, like Hansel and Gretel, just eating them up, making your way to the witch's lair, where eventually you'll be thrown back into the oven of the lunacy that perhaps we all live in these relationships. But it's sad. So it kind of comes to make me feel and understand why people are so confused all the time, because breadcrumbing is a very mean parlor trick that borderlines employ 
and that narcissists employ. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. You knew that was coming. Would love to hear your feelings, your suggestions, and more often than not, how you are faring in your relationships with the borderline and or narcissist. In podcast number 40, I came to a revelation uh, that it's not the best thing to try to go diagnosing and playing, you know, proxy psychologist in putting banners or monikers on people and saying, you know, you're a borderline, you're a narcissist, you're histrionic. Of course, you know, we like to go to the internet now if we have a hangnail and, you know, try to find out uh, what that hangnail could be. And then eventually we end up thinking that we have cancer because there's just too much information out there. And I do think that a lot of people are right in warning people not to place monikers or brands on people or, or labels on people. Because if you are not a licensed psychologist, if you are not somebody trained and well-versed in recognizing uh, people with borderline personality disorder, people with narcissistic personality disorder, or any of the cluster B, A, or C personality disorders, you know, you can't just go out there and loosely throw that out there. But for the sake of this particular podcast, uh, certainly, uh, you know, you can look up the symptoms and you can look and see who you're dealing with. And you know that what you're dealing with is baseline relational abuse, because that's what it comes down to. If you've listened to my previous podcasts, you understand that when you boil it all down, borderline, narcissist, histrionic, psychopathic, whatever you want to call it, it's abuse. It hurts. And that's what I want you to remember. That's how you start to heal. It's not your fault. Do you have a propensity to being attracted to people that act this way? If you're an empath, if you are a caretaker, then yes, of course, these people will fit your personality profile. They will fit your type. Now, of course, we don't put that in a singles ad, seeking a borderline, seeking a narcissist, but somehow and some way in our wording in our laws of attraction, we seem to find ourselves attracted to these people as they are attracted to us. So think about that. Not your fault, but perhaps maybe in some form or fashion, you put yourself out there and you attract these type of people. As I've mentioned in a previous podcast of mine, you know, and it was a revelation for me that nice people caring, compassionate people, people who have love to give, people who are not dysfunctional, have been up to this point in my life um, kind of a turnoff to me because I guess there's no challenge there. Perhaps I don't think of myself as being worthy enough for somebody of that nature. I have to fix somebody. Do you find yourself thinking that too? I want to fix that person. I want to make that person see that you know their life can be better I'm going to make that for them. I'm going to do that. I'm going to build that emotional sandcastle for them. And yet they will never appreciate it because you can never do enough for these people with the cluster B personality dysfunctions with their disorders. There's nothing you can do. So it's like a hamster on a wheel. We keep running. We keep running. We keep going. And every now and then, much like a hamster, we get a special treat. And that treat is a breadcrumb. It's an emotional breadcrumb. It's a reminder of what was. Now, whether that's being done in a manipulative fashion uh, can be argued. 
But the effect that it has on us is certainly very easy to see. It gives us hope. So my message to you on this particular day is to look within yourself. Only you can heal yourself. You can never, ever count on the borderline or narcissist to heal you. You inadvertently, inadvertently have to heal yourself. You have to give yourself that self-respect, that worth. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you for making this podcast a growing and popular podcast all across the world. It's unfortunate that so many of us, so many of us nons out there are seeking inspiration, are seeking rays of light, are seeking to be healed. So I hope that my words bring you some comfort, some solace, and some understanding that it's not you. It's not you. You are not the reason why these people rage. You are not the reason why they act the way they do. You just happen to be, unfortunately, not necessarily an innocent bystander because you are part of the relationship, but you are kind of in the wrong place, perhaps at the wrong time. And it's how long you allow yourself to be in that atmosphere that we see other problems like trauma bonding, not being able to get out of the relationship, feeling trapped, you know, being manipulated, being played as a fool. But I can assure you that when the wool is lifted from your eyes, when you come out of that fear, obligation, and guilt that you may feel, the fog of this relationship that is dysfunctional, you will find that you feel like a veil has been lifted. When you can see these things for what they are, it makes you able to deal with them in a completely different dimension. So I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. New episodes uploaded every single Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My Inner Torch. Thank you for listening. Thank you.